You're listening to Nick's Not Creative, a podcast where I go around interviewing people far more creative than myself, talk to them a little bit about what makes them tick, dive into their creative process just a little bit, or, you know, just talk to them about their day. DC is treating you well? Yes, loving DC, still loving DC. Nice, very nice. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm moving to Philly tomorrow. Oh my god. So be, yeah, <laughs> it's been a... Uh, yeah, um, pretty much I needed to get this one done and I was trying to get like more done this week because I'm technically homeless. Are you sleeping? No. Yeah, sound like... <laughs> Not in the slightest bit. Um, oh, I had an interview Philly, last that's exciting. Yeah, I'm super stoked about it. I'm living in a Southie, which will be awesome. I guess there's a lot of like musical things going on down there, so it'll be fun to to hang oh, out. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, Sam dates. Tell me about it for the listeners who uh, who have no idea what it is. Hello, listeners. So, Sam dates is a six episode web series. It's a dark comedy about this young woman, Sam, who's a millennial, and she is casually dating the Grim Reaper. And he is in full garb the entire time, and he doesn't have any lines, so it makes for a really fun um, back and forth between pantomiming and then Sam. Uh, I think my favorite aspect of the Reaper is when he's actually texting Sam and like, his, uh, his flashback, and mm-hmm. it's just emojis. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was like, oh, that, that makes sense if he's not actually going to use dialogue. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> also, I just realized we never introduced you. You're listening to uh, Nick's Not Creative, and I am joined by the director and co-writer of Sam Dates, J.J. Blake. Hi, guys. Sorry for the uh, the crappy intro there. Still trying to get the, uh, <laughs> the general gist of this I going. I enjoy being a guinea pig. Well, thank you. I'm glad. Thank you for being on the show again. Means the world to me. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I remember when you were trying to get this off the ground, and that was in 2017, right? Yep. That was last year. We launched the Kickstarter in June. And was this something you were working on originally in college? Because you graduated right after this started going off, correctly? Yeah, I... I had had the idea for this for a while, and it actually started as a short film. Um, but then me and my co-writer uh, have were working on it from January 2017 right up until May um, when I graduated. So I definitely wanted to be in production for something fresh out of graduation. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of the motivation. Yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, definitely understand that for sure. I think a lot of people fall into that trap right after graduation of not wanting to do a thing. <laughs> yeah, and, not wanting to do a thing or, or not having the opportunities to do things. There's just not the jobs for 
you know, creatives in DC all the time that are, you know, there's not a lot of indie sets going on here. So I was like, I'm going to make my own work because I want to make something fun with all my friends. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I mean, everyone seems to be very happy on the show and like the pictures that I've seen from you, uh, like, uh, behind the like behind the scenes everyone seems to be in very high spirits <laughs> and i just have to give a quick shout out to our onset photographer erica christie because she really captured some of the best funnest moments on set um yeah another reason why i wanted to do a comedy is because especially on student and um kind of amateur films when people do dramas, everybody's already in this headspace of stress because we're all kind of learning as we're going on top of if you're doing a drama, that's just kind of the tone. So doing a comedy helps everybody, I think, stay a little bit more light and casual and creative. It feels for me yeah. anyway. Oh, no, I, I definitely get that. I think coming from just the general film perspective, everyone on comedies seem to be, everyone seems to be more friendly after the fact, if that mm. makes any sense. Mm -hmm. uh, you have people that are in dramas and they have these really tense scenes and then they just kind of change their overall tone of their friendship or their relationship outside of that scene. Totally. And mm -hmm. I think that um, speaking to that, the friendships that were already existing and then the friendships that were made on set, I think that energy translates into the show too, which mm. is really fun. Yeah. Very cool. So when did you first start shooting or better yet, when did you first start writing? We started writing in January, 2017. Uh, my co-writer Andrew Oceanbajo and I met every Sunday or so every weekend, um, mapping out the episodes, uh, workshopping dialogue, coming up with the sort of inside jokes that we wanted to include, the details of each date, the details of the characters, mm -hmm. how they were going to interact with each other. And then we got into the actual script writing kind of right at the end. Um, in May is when we finished the scripts and then we went into production in June. Pre-production, I should say. We, went, we started filming in July. Nice. And when did filming stop? Like... Um, beginning of September, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. My next question for you, and I'm, we talked about this a little before we started recording, peanut butter beer. Yes. <laughs> and and in like every episode, there's at least like some one. mention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what what's the deal with the with the peanut butter beer there, JJ? One of the first times that I went to Andrew's house to write, he offered me this Dogfish Head IPA peanut butter beer, and um. It was so ridiculous and tasty that we were trying to come up with a way for Steve in the first episode to die at this party that would be still funny for everyone. And mm -hmm. between the two of us, somebody said, what if he has a peanut butter allergy? And somebody gives him the peanut butter beer. And then from there, we were like, we have to put this in every episode. It's so it's so weird. <laughs> Who drinks peanut butter beer? We have to get it in every episode. That's awesome. What are you working on in the future? What's the uh, what's going on with the JJ Blake? Do you have anything coming up or anything that like you've been working on besides the Satan character or anything of, of that nature? I've been doing a couple of just kind of gig to gig work on some friends projects. So most recently I assisted directed my best friend Devin Padley's film called Playing with Fire. 
Um, that was really fun. It's a period piece. It's a drama. We shot up in strong Maine, which is beautifully scenic, very, very out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a three day shoot. We were on a farm. It was, I had a blast. It was really cool to work on a piece like this. I had never really done a period piece before. So there's some special effects and it's very exciting. They, they are on seed and spark, which is um, like a crowdfunding site and they just got their green light um, to keep their funding. That's awesome. So they raised yeah. enough. So that's awesome. And then currently for me, um, I started a residency with the national performing arts funding exchange. And so I've been doing a couple scripts so far. I kind of just started, so I don't have anything totally concrete except for this one script that I have put a lot of time into, which is about skincare and it's very surreal. And I don't think I can say anything else besides that, but <laughs> that is the biggest project coming up. Cool. Uh, yeah. I look forward to, uh, to seeing what you come up with. That'll Thank be... you. Yeah. Trying to get some, some real funding, some like corporate kind of funding for that. So we'll yeah. see. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So when did you first realize that you wanted to start working on movies and making your own movies? This like, is like the most embarrassing question for me because my movie that got me into movies is Peter Jackson's King Kong from 2006. Honestly, I love that movie just because you get to see Jack Black like freak out and try to pay Adrian Brody with checks that he knows are going to be bad. Right. <laughs> um, I, I shit you not. If you were to look at my desktop right now and you go into like my movies folder, that's the first movie there. Really? Um, oh yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely Glad one of the same affinity movies. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I was 11 when I saw it. My sister Darcy, who, you know, was in love with Adrian Brody at the time. So we watched it hundreds of times and it was the first movie that I had really seen behind the scenes footage of. And it was the first time I had thought twice about how movies were made and kind of seeing this enormous group of people putting so much time and energy and, and like all of this money into something that's fiction, like <sighs> mind blown. That's a real job. People like you can make a living just making movies. That's amazing. And I had always loved storytelling and um, Darcy and I, always came up with these really intricate storylines and characters when we would play with our toys, especially our Barbies. So I ended up taking my parents' camcorder and recreating the entire movie in like over 20 minutes through the camera, shot it through the camera with my Barbies. And because we watched it so many times, I'd basically memorized the film <laughs> scene to scene. So, and I didn't know editing existed. I didn't realize that was a thing. I thought all movies you had to shoot through the camera. So that's what I did. So it was just like a one shot type of reader. It's not even a one shot, but it's like a record stop. And if you mess up, you rewind the tape <laughs> and you just try to find your place. Uh, actually, that reminds me of a, when I first, it was like a very similar type of deal, but I was terrified of Independence Day with uh, Will Smith mm -hmm. and Jeff Goldblum. And uh, my cousins and I tried to recreate that with uh, little toy aliens we got out of like a vending machine in like nice. Virginia Beach. Uh, pretty sure that tape is somewhere in this basement right now, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I love that. I would love to see it. I love, I love stuff like that. 
you know, I feel like there's such a, a beauty to home videos like that, especially for people like yourself that are filmmakers and going out and actually creating their own footage. And I think know. kind of growing up on this cusp of camera technology was really interesting too, because kids these days, if you know, they're 11, they have an iPhone that they can record and edit and make these like incredible little shorts just with their pocket phone. And I was, you know, stealing my, my parents monkey cam. It's trying to get a hold of as many, many DV tapes as possible. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, I remember those days very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up until high school, I think people were still shooting, really much shooting with many. God, DVDs. the good old days, you know. Oh, yeah, it was such such a blast. What time to using the computer that way? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your favorite moment while shooting Sam dates? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. I have to think about that for a second. There are so many good ones. Um, I mean, I do remember seeing a lot of like your posts and like, oh, this is this uh, shoot day number. I don't know. Let's say like mm-hmm. 35. And I remember seeing a picture of you guys behind the scenes at the fire department. And that, that looked really cool. Yeah, um, that was a really fun day. We... We asked the U Street um, Firehouse if we could shoot with their fire trucks, mm-hmm. um, if we could just record them as they were pulling out, and it kind of just was timed perfectly with <laughs> with these fire trucks. But um, yeah, that was that was it was really fun too because Graham um, would be like we would be shooting him and people would walk by <laughs> and we would get these looks. And sometimes people would stop to talk. Sometimes people would stop to talk to us. And we had little stickers with the hashtag that we would give out. But that was always really fun watching people's facial expressions with this grim reaper standing outside of the firehouse. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sounds like it's a pretty morbid sight to say the least. <laughs> I know. And know. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Lee, that actually leads me to my next question. The, uh, the idea of everyone just being cool with grim for the most part. You know, it's just another guy just like grilling at the like at the party or just getting like coffee with his where his uh, his love interest works. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was really funny because you have characters like a uh, kind of giving that that grim scene where they're looking at him and he's like lit in like red and mm-hmm. green. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that only like affected two or three different characters. Yeah. And I think that was the fun of it was kind of picking and choosing which characters were going to have those reactions because for the most part, you're right. We really wanted Grimm to be just like any other dude friends with everybody kind of deal, mm-hmm. you know, nobody bats an eye. And then there are a select few who are how we justified it. were truly afraid to die and were afraid of death. And like, for instance, Sam's dad has a definite issue with his mortality. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, yeah, picking and choosing the, those characters in those moments was, was really fun to do. Nice. Cause they couldn't overdo it, you know, yeah, but, you have, I mean, but I, you have to include something, you know, like that. Yeah. And I think you guys really pulled that off beautifully. I mean, it definitely is a, like you said, it is a dark comedy and just Sam's lines and how she rips on Jenna for yeah. not exactly being the brightest bulb in the pack. And it goes right over Jenna's head. <laughs> I just think that it was. Dullard. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> 
And that's, very, very and well. Callie Trawick, who plays Sam, is a master of ad-libbing, and she is hysterical. And <laughs> so a lot of her moments, especially that one, um, was from her improving. That's awesome. Well, yeah. if you had to uh, give anybody that was trying to break into filmmaking or at least make their own project, and I know you probably get to ask this a million times, what would be your your best advice to those young aspiring filmmakers that are, you know, shooting on their iPhones right now and trying to edit and do all these different things. I think my best advice would be, first of all, pick a story that is going to hold up Mm -hmm. um, to your resources, but also to your own voice. Because if you have a crappy script, your foundation is already really rocky. And if you, you know, start to bring in a team of people that are going to be putting in, all their effort and time. You got to make sure that the, the the story that you're all there to tell really holds up. I think that the story really needs to be the unifier. So make that as strong as possible. And also um, reach out to friends and, or, or, you know, they don't have to work in film. It's, it's really, um, you can, you can teach yourself a lot of what you need to know if you're just trying to, trying to tell a good story on film, you know, you don't necessarily need a, a film school background in order to make a really cool, interesting um, cinematic piece. So trying to find a good team that will support your vision okay. on top of having a clear vision, I think is what's important because you really don't need like a shit ton of gear anymore. I mean, it's nice when you do and it's cool if you can get the resources for that, but mm-hmm. you know, just work with what you have and focus on the story. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be a, Seems to be it. I think we're coming into a a time in film where a lot more indie films are being recognized as being unique, and we're not seeing the same cookie tu- cookie. Ugh, I can't talk today. Same like cookie cutter templates per se, which is always a great great thing to see. Yeah, it's really fun, especially these these crowdfunding sites. If you look on the archived projects that have made it successfully, they're really cool. I mean, obviously they are, but it's all about the the voice and how you tell it. You know, the choices that you make as the director, or as the DP, or as the actor, you can you can you know tell the same story a million different times. I was just watching this one um, short film on Seed and Spark, and um, I can't remember the name. I, I I'll try to look it up, but it the plot itself was pretty simple. But mm-hmm. it was all about atmosphere and like setting and the cinematography or what really built the story. And that's what made it stick in my head. And it was very low budget. So. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be that. I, I definitely attribute a lot of up and coming artists or not up and coming, but artists that have, I don't want to say made it, but have gotten more of like the limelight to crowd server. Yeah, for crowdfunding websites of that nature, because at that point, you know, no one's studios get tens of thousands of scripts sent into them every month. You know, and the fact that you can go and like ask your friends or other people to like share this and share that, and like you actually you're able to make it. Is, is yeah, huge. exactly. Because I think that if you're trying to quote unquote make it in Hollywood or a more kind of conventional path, it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool if you do make it, but sometimes. <laughs> For me, I just take all the rejection and I'm like, if you say no, I, I still say yes. So yeah. 
I mean, at the end of the day, it, I think as long as you're making it, like you're actually making what you want to be making. If you're making it, you're making it. You're making it. No, but like actually being able to put yeah. your head down and get the work done. Yeah, get your hands dirty. and Exactly. And then you have the, the piece that you want to create. That's that's the, the end goal. Totally. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you very much for uh, for having her being on the show thank you so much for having me this was so much fun yeah i'll uh i'll edit it and uh we'll send it over to you sick sick thanks jj we'll talk to you soon thanks nick bye